Chapter 1 Disturbing Signs It had been several hours since the companions had set out from the ice wood, adorning their new armor and weapons proudly, and a new companion to aid them. But time was passing quickly, and they could not shake the feeling of stress as they drove their stallions to the fullest speed. It was thanks to the Silverin that the companions were once again supplied with horses. They were great and white, with long silvery blue hair that flowed from the backs of their heads. According to the Lady Maythelen, their breed was the fastest in all Etherealm, and the companions did not doubt this at all. Ludmood, of course, did not ride, but sprinted alongside the great horses, proving to the companions his earlier declaration that he could even outrun the fastest stallions. And Ludmood, rarely tired, just like these Silveran stallions. From the earliest light to the darkest hour, they rode without rest. With each hour, they came closer and closer to the goal. Ahead of them lay the barren Dulidor fields, and ahead of that, the slumbering woods of Keyleth Darwin, and ahead of that, the lands of Ash. Omnisar. None of the companions knew what lay ahead of them, and they seldom had during this journey. But they charged ahead full speed, uncaring of whether their next few moments would hold their hope or their death. They were determined to get as far as they could, no matter what the cost. Ahead of the companions, there was an incline that hid the world beyond from their eyes, at least until their horses trotted up and to the top. From here, the companions looked out across an area ahead of them. If they had not known exactly where they were going, they would have assumed that this was Omnisar that they were about to enter. A vast valley lay before them, stretching for miles, and the valley was dead. No green grass, no great forests, nothing. Just a dead field with a dirt floor and large boulders here and there. The dead fields. This was the plain of Dulidor, where over a thousand battles had been fought. And it was a terrible, dismaying sight for the companions. It is a sad place. And sad as well is its story. So many battles fought here long ago. So much blood and death. The land gave up its life. The trees departed for the eastern woodlands, and the green grass retreated into the deep soil. So empty. I remember my father speaking of it, but but I never truly imagined how terrible. The air reeks of death. Much blood, indeed, has been spilled in these lands. As much as I dislike the idea, we will have to make camp here for the night. Agreed. But let us not rest too long. I do not wish to stay here longer than is needed. Nor I. The companions dismounted, set up camp, and in a few moments were seated around a campfire, each eating from the provisions given to them by the Silveran. The night was darker here than anywhere else. Even with the light of the fire, the company could not see more than two meters into the darkness around them. Everything seemed dead. The sky, the sun, the moon, the wind, 
and, of course, the valley itself, and the fire provided little warmth in the chilling weather. When the companions were content with what they had eaten, they retreated to their tents and slept, all of them save for Ludmood and Elabror. Near the fire, Elabror sat perched upon a large boulder, while Ludmood stood nearby, gazing into the darkness. Both spoke to each other, but in the tongue of the Diluin, the language of the Temberuan rangers, and the favored language of trees. Donny doing. Moldu inolu. Emon. E donniolus munon. No, let them rest. Whatever is out there, it is not bothering us. Yet. The two kept watch for the remainder of the evening, Ludmood not requiring any sleep, and Elabror simply entering a restful meditation, but aware enough so that should anything happen, he would be ready. The feelings and the senses of the two woodland men were indeed keen, for there was something nearby watching them from the shadows beyond the light of the campfire. They rose early the next morning and started out immediately. The sky was dark and cloudy, and again there was a chill in the air. There was not a sign of life anywhere in the vast and dead valley. No birds to sing soft songs, no flowers to release sweet aromas into the air, no tasteful grass for the stallions to swipe up as they rode briskly. But still, the companions rode onward. The Dooley Door field stretched out for several miles, and the companions suspected that they would need to spend another night in the Dead Valley. And this brought no comfort to them, for they had all slept uneasily that night. But they knew they could not press through the dark hours. The dead fields were so black in the evening hours that the company would be surely lost in the darkness. For long hours they rode, as quick as their steeds would carry them. But, as they were riding, the Timberwoman ranger's keen sight suddenly caught a glimpse of something on the ground ahead of them. He was the first to slow his horse, and the others quickly followed, each prepared to draw his or her weapons in case of danger. Elibor dismounted and crept toward an area on the dirt floor where there was an imprint of some sort. What do you see, Ranger? Fresh paw prints. And I would say it belonged to a bear if I were unlearned. But there has not been a bear, or any other creature for that matter, in these parts since the dawn of this age. Exactly. Your opinion, Elebrod? I... I cannot say. Elebrod placed his hand upon the print, following its design with his fingertips. A chill ran down his spine, and he pulled his hand away slowly, but almost fearfully. Well, we can only hope that it is a simple and lost creature. I do not wish to think of it as anything worse. Let us continue, my friends. The ranger mounted his horse once more, and the companions continued their ride across the barren plains leaving behind the paw print and heading forward, possibly to their doom.